Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, begging, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. Speaking openly about my experience of grief and helping to support others to do the same serve as regular reminders that we are not alone. When we allow all the parts of us to have an expression of life, including the painful ones, we may just feel more human and less like robots on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post called Happy 24th Birthday, Son Zachary. And it's about making a choice to prioritize care for ourselves above all else, even when it's hard. And this post was shared on Zach's 24th birthday, which was May 24th, 2023. Amazing. When Zach was delivered via emergency C-section, 24 years ago today, I could have never envisioned the journey we'd all embarked on. When the doctor came from the NICU and told me that Zach had a hole in his lung and that they had to place a small tube in his chest and a breathing tube down his throat, (laughs) my only question was, okay, will it leave a scar? This was just a year and a half after our baby daughter Alexis died in my arms. And this was just months before I finished nursing school, which I'd enrolled in as a response to my devastating loss. I knew what chest tubes and intubation meant. But in that moment, while I lay in the hospital bed, and as the doctor was speaking to me, I was not a nurse. I was a mom. And there was no way my convicted heart could allow for news that meant anything more than a scar on my newborn's tiny little chest. Holy shit, was I in shock and denial. I share this incredibly vulnerable moment because the love we have for our children can skew reality. And when it comes to the safety, of our daughters and sons. We don't think in logical terms, only protective ones. 
When I learned of the damage to Zach's tiny body, I didn't hear, your newborn premature son is on life support and he's in grave danger. All I heard was, he's alive, in all caps, and my mind anchored itself there. Given the excitement of Zach's start to life, I think we knew Zach was a force to be reckoned with. That is, if we could learn to ride the wave of our life together and not get crushed by it. I haven't spent a birthday of Zachary's away from him since he was born into his six-week NICU stay, chest and breathing tubes intact, when he burst forth in 1999. So today is a first. But before delving into today, let's refer back to a post called, Damn it, sick again. Applies today too. Um, There's a link to this post in the blog. The topic was my frustration towards getting sick again and again with COVID symptoms that mimicked my initial infection from July 2022. The point of the post was to illustrate that we can miss the sometimes obvious nature of what our bodies are trying to tell us, and we can forget how important it is to surround ourselves with old friends who can comfort us and also remind us of who we are. Another observation came up during the editing of the quote-unquote damn it post. Do you recall the mention of a term called self-care protocol? I was sharing that in life coaching, we engineer and implement a series of habits and behaviors that, when done consistently, yield the type of hour, day, week, month, and life that we would choose for ourselves. I mentioned that even if you knew what the term meant and you didn't have a self-care protocol, you were already ahead of most of the population. Circling back to my inability to physically spend Zach's birthday with him today, I'm calling out my discovery that I'm finally starting to understand what is meant by well-being, or being in balance, or self-care. The clarity has come by way of me being sick again. Yes, again. But only this time, I don't just have coffee dates, group meetings, or dinner plans to cancel. I have a whole host of things that I'm missing. Our family is proudly supporting a high school graduate today as she walks the stage and accepts her earned diploma. Only, I'm not there with them. Not only do I miss seeing Zach on his birthday, I'm also missing out on the graduation celebration and the connection that happens when we all come together. But at the same time, while slightly suffering FOMO, also known as fear of missing out, I am actually elated. I'm joyful and ecstatic because I think I'm finally leaning into this self-care thing. 
Generally speaking, I would never miss such a family gathering as today's graduation, and I certainly would not miss spending Zach's birthday with him. But I had to make a decision. Should I travel out of town, go to the graduation, the festivities, and sleep in a hotel and drive back tomorrow? At least I wouldn't miss anyone or anything. But how many people am I exposing to whatever illness I've got? How can I move this body into the car, let alone into a stadium? Would sleeping in a hotel room actually provide me with rest and recovery? Answers to these latter questions helped me draw the obvious conclusion. I need to stay home and rest. And there it is. I need to stay home and rest is code for I know how to and actually choose to take care of myself to the very best of my ability. I'm going to say that again because it's huge. So I need to stay home and rest is code for I know how to and actually choose to Take care of myself to the very best of my ability. Just saying that makes me smile. And today, that meant staying home and not spending Zach's birthday with him. But it's funny. I think I would feel so much worse if I had attended these events. I could have been resentful that I felt so terrible and was still trying to function. I might have blamed Zach or anyone else for that matter, that I was spending my time in misery. I might have even told myself I am weak because I keep getting sick. (laughs) But nope, not me, not today. Today, I'm pulling the self-care lever all the way down. I'll FaceTime with Zach and the rest of my family. I will enjoy pictures and stories that memorialize the day. And I will also rest. I will hibernate with my blankets, home remedies, and plenty of over-the-counter meds to help heal me. I will rest because my mind is at ease. I don't think maybe I should have done something differently. I simply relax until my body's cry for rest. In conclusion, the litmus test for whether or not something is in our own best interest, and in this case, also an act of self-care. The litmus test is how we feel when we act. The decision to stay home and rest was not an easy one, but it should have been. The relief I felt once I made the decision confirmed it was the right move for me for today. And maybe, just maybe, By practicing these little acts of self-kindness, I can learn to get really good at designing and implementing a self-care protocol that allows me to listen to myself and my body. For now, I will just give thanks that our miracle, miracle of a son has lived 24 years. Like I said initially, amazing. So thanks again for joining this episode of the Healing Path Podcast. And I'm going to keep it a little short and sweet today 
But the really big point of this post for me um, is the self-care piece and this idea that we can really trust our inner voice or alarm system or whatever you want to call it. We can really trust that part of ourselves that either really agrees with and gets in support with what we're doing. And that feels like synergy. It feels like rolling with the flow. It feels like, you know, going along and it's not a struggle. And the alternative to that is when we do something and we feel like we're going upstream and against the current and things are hard, that feeling is the number one in my experience um, tell or signal that this is not for you. So what I mean by that is when I make a decision and it feels good, it feels easy, it feels flowing, that tells me that's my internal confirmation that yes, you're moving in the direction of self-care. You're moving in the direction of the best decision you can make here. And when we make a decision that puts a fist in the pit of our stomach or that feels like we keep checking back, did I make the right decision? Did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? When we have to do that, that is also the number one signal, the alarm that this is not the right choice for us. And if we make it anyway, we know what that feels like because we've all done it. And we live it out sometimes for days or even weeks where we'll sit there and second guess a decision that we made. And that's how we know that we haven't done something in our own best interest. The cool part of this and the take takeaway really for today is at some point we can learn to close the gap between when we notice that negative experience of feeling like we're going against the current. We can decrease the gap between when we notice that feeling and when we act. In other words, as we get really good at this, when we have that feeling, instead of brushing it off or, you know, watching TV or checking our phones or something, instead of delaying our response to that alarm going off, we can learn to respond right away. And as we get better at doing this, we take away the period of lament that we sit and, you know, second guess ourselves. There is no part of me that wanted to be without my son yesterday on his 24th birthday. It was a first. As I said, I got to sing happy birthday to him before he left early in the morning. And it was certainly hard. But this idea that, listen, if my body is telling me this isn't good for you, I'm just, my only job and the skill that I'm trying to build is to get really good at not only noticing it, but responding in kind and not, you know, white knuckling it with the plan that I already had set out. So self-care is amazing. It's a journey. We really do want to close this gap between the amount of time that it takes us to reroute or, you know, as the GPS systems will say, 
you know, take your very next U-turn, that's possible. We can drive for, you know, hundreds of miles before we finally turn around. But life becomes easier when we can really listen to that signal system and we can just make that U-turn quickly and easily without second guessing it. It saves so much time and energy. And that's why I'm sharing it here today. So I can't miss out on a chance again to just say how incredible uh, our son Zachary is. He's taught me more um, in my life than than anyone or anything. And uh, my love for him is, is more expansive and uh, more deep than I could have ever known was even possible. So I love every day that I get to spend with him. And if you're a parent, you probably know what I mean, even in, even to a pet. <laughs> so thanks again for joining this episode of the Healing Path Podcast. And until we meet again, let's do our very best to stay present, to stay grateful, and to stay healing, especially the healing part for me as I continue to battle or um, experience this up and down with what I feel is, I guess, long COVID. Um, But I really do appreciate you listening. And yeah, stay present, stay grateful, let's stay healing. And until next time, I so appreciate you listening.